everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are really excited to be here today for a special bonus episode. We are going to be talking about uh, a movie that uh, involves sort of a bachelor type thing. So we thought, what would be more perfect than to have two of our podcasting friends, Amy and Haley from the Bachelor Rehap Up podcast on our podcast to talk about uh, this film, but also the sh- the show, The Bachelor, and their podcast. So we thought it'd be really fun. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and Amber is here today. Hello, everybody. Yay. And Amy and Haley, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Thanks for having us. Yes. We're really excited to be here. Um, one of the things we bonded over uh, when we first met was our love of a good rom-com. So this yes. feels perfect for us. this is great i've been wanting to have uh you guys on for quite a while so i'm so excited that this worked out and uh so when i i wanted to ask you first how did you two meet and how did you end up doing the doing the podcast so we met through Rob has a podcast. Um, we both listened. We were both, we're both long time survivor fans, reality television fans in general. Um, and so it was a long, long time ago, probably gosh, seven or eight years ago by now. Um, and it was before the Rob has a podcast patron group. It was the Rob has a podcast interns. And so we were in this Facebook group and every week we'd like either Amy or I would post about the bachelor and we'd be the only ones to respond about, about the show. So then we ended up just talking about it in general. And then, you know, probably about a year or so after that, Rob came to us with an idea that he wanted a side network of, you know, about shows that he doesn't talk about. He had tried to talk about The Bachelor. And that he didn't season. want to watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, and, you know, he had talked about a season of The Bachelor before, and he didn't have a great time doing it. But there was, a, a you know, a need in the market, basically, for this to be talked about. Um, I believe we were one of the first, probably, like, within the first three or four Bachelor podcasts to, to come around. Now there's tons of them, so we're just, like, yeah. white noise. Um, so we've been doing this for almost six years now. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Congratulations. We we, we truly cannot believe it. You know, we often, um, Andy's season, right? We started with Andy's season. Yeah. Yeah. We started with Andy's season. Now we're here and we often say like, God, we cannot believe that we are here uh, this far along that people still listen to us people want to listen to us um you know we've had some really amazing people come on our podcast from shows that we watch all the time like survivor mm-hmm. and big brother and they like actively want to come on our podcast which is mind-blowing and we uh, actually did have a bachelor contestant come on one time because uh we spent i'd say probably a solid 10 minutes on a one episode talking about how hot he was and somebody told him <laughs> <laughs> and so we became friends with them but yeah it's been a, it's been a pretty wild ride for us and I, I don't think either of us can still believe it to this day mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's great and you've been able to keep the keep both of you invested that long is is really a, a huge accomplishment that's great. I know I speak for myself that the podcast is the only reason I'm still invested <laughs> in the show <laughs> yeah. it definitely keeps us tuning in on time each mm-hmm. week you know some seasons are more exciting than others and we do a draft yeah. at the beginning and that keeps us more invested and following mm-hmm. along as well so 
That's great. Uh, so do you have, wh- why do you think that the show, The Bachelor, has remained so popular uh, for so long? I think it's a, it's a predictable formula, yet every season is the most dramatic. <laughs> and they advertise it as that. And lately, it has changed up quite a bit in terms of what could happen with the lead. We've seen them switch their mind and um even after you know late in the game when producers thought in Ari's season that he picked somebody and the show started airing and he changed his mind so um spoiler alert Colton, yeah. <laughs> Colton jumped a fence and it's like what was that about and there's just been now they leaned into the drama and the kind of the possibilities of letting the lead or outside factors um, impact the show rather than just kind of how it started out. Um, Just someone finding a wife, finding a girlfriend, finding someone that they would stay with for, you know, a few months. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, do you think that Jason Mesnick is to credit with this or do you think Brad Womack is to credit with this change in the like, well, you don't have to pick the girl. I think Jason Mesnick because he's still with the person he was his second choice. Yeah. And Brad Womack, they invited him back for a second season, but I don't think I don't think they loved it. The audience didn't love that his decision. So and they didn't love Jason's at the time, but I think over time and they loved like you couldn't stop talking about it. So I think it was the Jason season that that changed it up for producers. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite season that you liked the most? Hmm. Uh, Gosh, I think I have some like fond memories for um, both Ben seasons, actually. Um, Ben Flanick was the first season I had gotten back into. um, And I would watch it in my dorm room with my friends. And like, I had so much fun doing that. And we, you know, we talk about it every episode and, that for me ended up being on Twitter too. And, and, you know, talking about it on Twitter kind of led to having a podcast about it. So it's really like that season was a cornerstone, like sadly in my life for me, (laughs) like it is like a life changing moment that season. And Ben Higgins, I think, um, that was a fun podcasting season for us for a couple of reasons, because we liked Ben a lot. Um, we thought the group of women was really great and there was a healthy mix of drama, but also um, it, we were able to get emotionally invested in this, in these people. And I feel like that's kind of what we're lacking in this current season is that we're not emotionally invested in any of the women. So it's hard for us to care. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ben Higgins season, I feel like that was a really great one. He ended up with Lauren. They were together for, you know, a while. It felt like, even though they're not together right now, I feel like it was still a successful season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if I can pick a favorite. I um, sometimes I just go to like the leads that I liked. Like I liked Rachel a lot, so um, I liked Caitlin, but her season wasn't that exciting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, depending on different factors. And do you prefer The Bachelor over The Bachelorette, or or do you prefer the like secondary trashy shows like Bachelor in Paradise more? Because I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. I like The Bachelor in Paradise more. <laughs> 
Bachelor I, pad was the all-time greatest. Yeah, we, yeah. All, we all love Bachelor pad. I have been personally enjoying The Bachelorette more the last couple seasons. Mm-hmm. I've, I've I just really liked the lead, and so um, I've been, you know, the last three leads, Hannah, Becca, and Rachel, I feel like have all really been great, great leads. Yeah, and we like making fun of the guys. I like watching Bachelor in Paradise. It's a lot harder to cover because the storylines are all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it seems like most people seem to agree online that Juan Pablo was the worst one. Do you agree? Um, I don't know. I I get why people would say Juan Pablo was the worst one. I, I think maybe like the, the Bachelor is kind of ingrained that in our brain because he he wouldn't go along with what the producers are saying mm-hmm. and wouldn't go along with the formula so i think the bachelor producers have tricked us into believing that one pablo was the worst bachelorette when maybe he actually wasn't mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i still feel like brad Wilmack was the worst um i might throw jake pavelka up in that, Ooh, <laughs> that too jake is a great <laughs> answer <laughs> Worse for different ways. In different <laughs> <laughs> so without getting too into it, uh, how you felt about this season? We're going to air this the, you know, before the finale. Uh, so uh, have you enjoyed the season? You think it's been a good one? I haven't been loving it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think a big reason of that is that it, it, it has been very hard for me to be emotionally invested in any of the relationships because I feel like we're not learning anything about the women. So therefore, obviously, we're not getting emotionally invested in people we don't know. Yeah, and we kind of started out not knowing that much about Peter. It was like, oh, okay, he had this epic fantasy suite with Hannah B in the windmill, and that's all we knew about him. He was the pilot. And so coming into it, not knowing that much about him and and not feeling like he had this huge heartbreak or anything like that, um, we weren't invested in him in the beginning. And I agree with Haley that we're not getting to know the women. And so we're not invested in any one love story or over the others. Like we're, we're de-interested. <laughs> Divested. You can actively yeah. less interested. Divested. <laughs> disinvested maybe i don't know i don't know i don't know well we get you we get what you're saying so i I had to we had to talk about this because i read it uh today and uh this might be old hat to you two uh since you follow survivor i mean you follow uh, bachelor but i read this article that evidently there's been some shenanigans going on behind the scenes with uh with peter the bachelor with a relationship with the bachelor producer that's quote unquote intimate. Uh, and so <laughs> um, this is kind of amazing when we're going to talk about the movie that we're talking about. Uh, but uh, do you think that they're going to have anything about that in the finale or what do you think about that? Uh, gosh, it is. Hmm. I feel like they, you know, in the past they've, they've actively, um shamed people for any relationship with a producer <laughs> mm-hmm. so this is not um, the first time that one of the bachelors not the lead women both times i feel like yeah oh, okay and we do know um, how much the bachelor loves shaming women for their choices <laughs> compared to the men right, but right yeah i mean because that would be an epic finale i i it seems like to me i feel like that would have been hyped up more if it were the case okay yeah i think it was 
internet sleuths and the story was really big for a little bit, but it's died down this past week. Oh, I think. has it? Okay. Yeah. So I would love to see it <laughs> and especially yeah. ties into the movie <laughs> we're going to talk about, but um, yeah, it's kind yeah, of like there was a rumor that he got somebody else pregnant for a while. Oh. There's a rumor that Hannah B was coming back. So then there were pictures of him with this producer. And then when I first was reading about him, I'm like, yes, this is what, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. But now I feel less likely oh. that that's what's going to happen. I would still like it to happen. But. Yeah, because I just read this today. It was an article I read today. They said that Chris Harrison said that it was an intimate relationship. And, oh, I didn't see that part. Yeah, and that uh, he said, Harrison said, you spend that much time together, we all get close. Sometimes those lines get blurred. And oh. so... <laughs> Uh, and and then there's also a quote from Harrison where he says, the only rules are Peter needs to have the best opportunity to find love or whoever the bachelor or bachelorette is. If something were to mess that up, then we would try to step in and we would help. See, I feel like Chris is just playing into it mm -hmm. uh, because he has the tendency to do that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that would be a really entertaining finale but you're probably right they probably that wouldn't be very nice to the girls probably N no <laughs> but like do we care that much <laughs> yeah I, mean, I don't uh, well we'll have to see well what happens uh that's gonna be interesting have you, uh so very good all right well let's start talking about our movie so this, the film we're going to talk about today, it was originally on ABC Family. And uh, this uh, was, is called, some places I, uh, I want to marry Ryan Banks, and some places it's called The Reality of Love. And right now you can get it on Amazon Prime as The Reality of Love. Yeah, I read a fun fact um, on the Wikipedia page uh, under the re-release headline. It says the movie was re-released to DVD in 2012 under the name Reality of Love in attempt to spark rentals from the popular Redbox machines. <laughs> oh, interesting. That's, that's interesting. Well, and also the, uh, I'm thinking Sil Silver's Lining Playbook was right around then. Mm. I think. Yeah. So this was before, that been... like the original release, nobody knew who Bradley Cooper was. Right. Yeah. No, I, there was there were so many things about this movie that truly shocked me all in pleasant ways the first one was that bradley cooper was in this right like i knew nothing about this movie except that it was like vaguely bachelor-ish but i i didn't know who was in it i didn't yeah. know the ending i knew nothing and then i like turn it on and i'm like is that bradley cooper what is yeah. he doing here <laughs> Right. Jason Priestley too. Like he's yeah. pretty, he's not like a no one to sniff at. What is it? Sniff at? Sneeze at? Yeah. <laughs> wow, I've completely yeah. lost any sort mind. of cold action towards him. Yeah, no combat <laughs> him. Nothing. I was I was truly surprised. Yeah. 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 Two thousand twelve was the year of Civil Lines Playbook, so that makes for the re-release of Reality of Love. Right. Yeah. So. The original release date was January eighteenth. 2004 yeah on abc family when it was still called abc family what is it now spark <laughs> now, how long has it been spark for i thought it was freeform oh god i don't know <laughs> you know spark in between. amber do you know <laughs> um i think it's freeform right well before yeah 
Um, well, so I guess we should just talk about overall thoughts about the film and then we'll kind of dive into the, the nitty gritty of it. Uh, so Amber, what did you think overall of this movie? Well, so this is actually one of my all-time favorites. Uh, I remember watching it. My friend and I used to watch all those premiere movies when they'd come out on whatever channel. I mean, and this was when I was, like, in middle school still. So this was peak programming for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just always loved this movie. So I was just really happy that mm-hmm. you guys agreed to watch it. So obviously mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. <laughs> uh, and uh, Amy, what did you, you, what did you think? Yeah, um, I had watched it um, at some point uh, when it was airing on TV. I think it might have been re-aired on E! is what is what I'm remembering. Um, but it could have been ABC Family. I just didn't know what channel I was on. Um, but, yeah, watching it again was fun because it was so long ago that I had seen it. And I remember watching the movie originally and being like, yeah, that other guy is, like, way more like way cuter than Jason Priestley, but I know they were promoting it. Like this is the Jason Priestley vehicle, obviously. And the title was, I want to marry Ryan Banks. And that's, it was kind of like, I don't, I'm not sure when the, when a date with Tad Hamilton came out, but it was kind of that same feel like they were going for with the title. And yeah, it was fun to watch it again, kind of more with the lens of the bachelor show. And I think when I originally watched it, I was like, Oh, this is a, exactly how these shows are made like I was getting an inside look at um like they film live and you know I wasn't even like thinking critically about it yeah I wouldn't have thought of that but you're right uh when a date with Ted Hamilton was also was 2004 oh same Same thing it was trendy for that year (laughs) I guess so uh but Haley so do you seen this before no I'm actually not a huge movie watcher I think I've probably seen like 25 movies in my life i just watched the same ones over and over again mm-hmm. <laughs> um so i had never seen this and because i am canadian i i didn't grow up with you know the abc family like the disney channel um those kinds of channels so i missed a lot of these movies and even now like it's hard to act Access like Hallmark Channel or Lifetime movies. You know, I've watched a couple Lifetime movies, but I was sitting in a friend's apartment in Boston. It was like the Jodie Arias one. Mm. Uh, great movie. Um, but I'd never seen it. I don't, I might have heard of it just like in the ethers. Um, I loved it. I hey, didn't know yeah. what to expect. I had a great time watching it. Um, it didn't end quite how I was expecting it to. I, I had a great time with this. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I really enjoyed it as well. I'd seen it before, but it'd been a while. So it was fun to revisit it. And yeah, it's a really uh, well paced, I think, uh, this kind of TV rom-com. I think uh, they, you really get invested in in their relationship just through like little things that they do, like little times when they, when you see them touching or when you see them looking at each other. I think they do a good job of kind of building that tension the romantic tension mm-hmm. and uh and there's lots of parts that are ridiculous but i'll be curious to to attack t- you maybe they're not that ridiculous i don't know <laughs> i'm not as invested in that ro- that world uh but uh but it it was all in an entertaining way i liked all the side characters and and uh so yeah i i, I really enjoyed it so all right well it starts but out- wait i have to ask though Haley, mm-hmm. how, when you say it didn't end the way you thought it would what did you think was going to happen 
Um, I, it's, it's not that it didn't, like, I expected Charlie, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it, I expected Charlie and um, Bradley Cooper to end up together based on, like, what was going on halfway through the movie. Mm-hmm. But I didn't expect for the show in itself, Ryan Banks is like, yeah, I'm picking Charlie because that's what everyone wants me to do. Um, and he gets down on one knee and he's like, Charlie, will you, will you marry my best friend. And I was like, why? I did not expect that. I really like that was, that was like an ultimate movie twist for me. (laughs) Yeah. I could have seen them, him just showing up at her house or, you know what I mean? Like months later or something like that. Uh, But it did make for a pretty epic, epic finale. Yeah. It was like, everyone's in on it. Ryan Banks is happy now. Like after he was so pissed and like all productions like into it. Like I was, (laughs) I was like, what? No, what? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So this stars uh, Jason Priestley, Bradley Cooper and Emma Caulfield uh, Ford in the lead roles. And uh, you have the beginning of the very first shot of the movie is them. It's a flashback scene (laughs) with them arriving in California and they're going (laughs) to They're going to get all the chicks uh, with their, I, I like that their decision for de-aging Jason Priestley was to give him a mullet. Yeah. <laughs> well, as we all know, he did have a mullet. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And so you see this whole sort of backstory of basically uh, Jason Priestley's character. He, th- they're they're at a club and this woman named elisa finds them at the club and says hey you're gonna be a star you're gonna be a big movie star <laughs> who's your agent he's like bradley cooper come over here that's exactly <laughs> how it works agent. in real life yeah yeah i think that's accurate <laughs> <laughs> clubbing in in hollywood i think <laughs> although yeah, before, yeah. i think that is how you get cast on big brother you're the one <laughs> yeah yeah i i have heard that for uh, like amazing race in particular it seems like uh that people get cast in gyms or in bars or in places like that yeah <laughs> but and he also had to change he had to come up with a story yeah just to get the chicks like not having a plan wasn't working so saying you're an actor mm-hmm. was gonna that just had to would do it when like everyone is a struggling actor in la <laughs> yeah I I did. Uh, I mean, I think that if I think that someone would probably want to see your acting before they name you a movie star, but maybe not. What do I know? <laughs> you had a great audition, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that person. He was really dancing at that club. <laughs> yes. Um, and then we flash forward. He's a big star, movie star. She totally called it. And I I kind of loved little things like the posters that they had with him like there's decatur and then the lost temple and then journey of flight 107 you're either flying or dying (laughs) (laughs) and uh, and then later on on the bus they have him in skeleton and there's a quote from some critics is a masterpiece masterpiece." Uh, so i mean we're talking this guy he's he's a big big star this is robert downey jr (laughs) <laughs> of his of his day right <laughs> and did, did you think he pulled that off what do you think amber do you think jason Priestley sold the big star i mean sure he was fine yeah. but <laughs> everything in this movie this movie owes its entire goodness 
to Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Because he just sells everything. He's such a star. Like, um, yeah. it makes yeah. so much sense why he's so famous now. And Jason Priestley is not the most mm. famous now. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. Were you guys, did you, I don't know, did you see um, Stars Born? Yes. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Amber probably wouldn't like it because it's sad. Yeah, I, refuse, not I know how Stars Borns end. I didn't watch it. I loved it. I thought it was so good. You know what? And it's funny. Whenever Shallow comes on the radio, oh. I immediately turn it. So I didn't know for a very long time until I heard the whole song. Like, honestly, like a year after the movie came out, there's like a part where they go, like, Shallow, la, 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 la. And I was like, really? That's that's the song? <laughs> I just thought it was just not fantastic songwriting, although I'm not uh, a songwriter, so who am yeah. I to judge? It had a catchy hook. That's all that matters these days. Um, but uh, but anyway, yeah, so he's a very talented actor. There's no doubt about it. He can pull off the the romantic comedy type things with your your movies like Silver Linings Playbook. He can do the more intense stuff like American Sniper, then and you have his character in uh, and end him directing in A Star is Born, which is pretty impressive, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, that it's kind of fun to see kind of where he's starting out. Now here. I'm thinking yeah. about it, I think I might have only seen him in The Hangover. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> the first one? I, you know what? I might have seen all of those movies. <laughs> you know, I've, I've seen a very eclectic mm-hmm. um, 25 yeah it's that one that you watch over and over again it's the hangover no that i feel like i've only seen all those one single time (laughs) good (laughs) um so basically uh he uh he's gone from the a-list to the b-list in a year so this is not good this is bad and uh and his stock is dropping the agent says (laughs) and he's lost the uh I think it's Julia Roberts yeah. role <laughs> and because he's given, he's given the tabloids too much fodder. He's too, too crazy in his social life. Uh, yeah, he just and, doesn't make a convincing lead anymore because of yeah. what a playboy he is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, I don't even yeah. know. I feel like that. if this movie were to be made now, it would be like Jason Priestley would be playing himself and <laughs> like lean into that more. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Oh my I'm gosh. Did you, more. did you guys see the 90210 reboot thing they tried last year? Of course not. Oh, it was <laughs> oh, so, yeah. it was so bad. It was, I mean, I, I admired them for trying something different because they were trying to be all meta of like them as the actors that were like commenting on their fame and it, it was a train wreck, in my that, opinion. That, that feels yike to me. Um, yeah, it was so bad. I, I am very much in the camp of leave nostalgia in the past. Um, you know, we enjoyed it in the past for, uh, for a reason. If you want to go back to it, um, go back yeah. to it. But a lot of these stories ended when they were supposed to. Yeah, and they had like, it was like half fiction because they had different names, but then they were like commenting on their past roles it it was it was terrible uh, don't, don't we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast 
they are a new sponsor, which we're really excited to work with. They are Sundance Now, which is a really great streaming service created by AMC Networks for people who appreciate thought-provoking storytelling and fresh perspectives. If meaningful shows are your escape, then Sundance Now is the destination. And if you go right now to SundanceNow.com, you can get Sundance Now for uh, for free for 30 days. Use code promo code Hallmarkies. And, uh, and there's a lot of really great programming. So after you finish kind of watching maybe your more silly programming, like the, like the bachelor or, or what other shows you like, uh, check out Sundance. You can get true crime series, dramas, thrillers from all over the world. Uh, their original series, Mech Mafia, state of the union and the cry have received international praise and awards. Uh, I was really pleased to see they had the latest version of Wuthering Heights, on the uh, on the service, and so I was able to watch that and enjoy that. Uh, they have a whole bunch of different shows that uh, people like. There's all different kind of curated content and movies. Uh, so that's now is available for as low as $4.99 a month, uh, which is an unbeatable price for award-winning content. Start so start streaming your next obsession. Try Sundance Now free for 30 days by going to SundanceNow.com and use code Hallmarkies. That's SundanceNow.com code Hallmarkies for 30 days of free streaming. So that's a really great deal and enjoy some great program. But but anyway, and so they start on the reality TV idea that they're going to re- reclaim his A-list status, which. An interesting approach, but especially around 2004, mm-hmm. I feel like that's was like prime time uh, reality TV gimmicks. It's 2004. Now, of the reality TV shows that were pitched, aside from obviously I Want to Marry Ryan Banks being the yeah. best one, which of those other shows would you pick? Yeah, I got them <laughs> written down. So there's under, no. so there's under shelter. The last remaining homeless person gets a million dollars. That one is really upsetting, even yeah. as a joke. To watch in 2020, like, I don't... That does not make into a script now. No. And then there's school bully. <laughs> five <laughs> meanest kids of the school against each other. Okay, and, that and, one maybe. And the, uh, the, the producer was just like, brilliant. That's yeah. brilliant. Everything. They have Temptation Island meets Survivor. Ten engaged couples on a cruise ship, and you get points for cheating. I feel like that Obviously, one's not. Obviously, I'm watching that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one's not that far off. That's right up our alley. <laughs> and then there was, uh, then there's there was one that is called a vegetable with ten families with oh, people no. on life support. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah, it was. It was. It was I think it got cut off, so I didn't hear the end of the pitch but uh yeah, yeah. i mean good. amber as someone who as obviously a- i'm picking bullies yeah that's what i was just gonna say <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was hilarious they must have had a ton of fun when they're writing the script just brainstorming the most ridiculous uh <laughs> reality show ideas yeah i thought uh, it was funny that they were like the producer was like yes that one that one i thought it was Bradley Cooper is going to come in with his idea and, you know, to top all these terrible ideas, but it was, no, they took all of the ideas. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think the worst one that they ever in reality ever did was the, uh, I never watched it, but the, I want to marry Harry. The guy didn't even look like Harry at all. Uh, No, he didn't, but it was so good. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember any. Did you watch that one? No. (laughs) I watched it. I had a great time. 
Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Did I have to ask? Did you watch Secret Princes? No. Oh, <gasps> you I, never watched Secret Princes? Was that TLC? Like I, I think so. The commercials were so great. The second yeah, season watched, was not as good. I've watched a lot of really terrible TV shows <laughs> in my past that I I should not have been watching because I, you know when when these shows were really in their prime in you know 2002 to 2005, mm-hmm. I was a preteen. Yeah. Like, there's no reason I should have been watching um, Mr. Personality or, you know, you want to date my daughter or whatever that one is or, you know, any of these things. I used to watch Double Shot at Love with Tila Tequila. Like, there's – I would not have been watching any of that. I never watched any of those shows, but I watched The Soup for years the so you the know clips. all the clips yeah i know all the clips like obvious like there's a there's a good reason why i'm so messed up right now and that's because <laughs> of the awful reality shows i watched when i was younger like i watched all of them well it makes you think feel so elevator for like a survivor because that's like the, the thinking man's <laughs> I reality guess so. show right <laughs> that's funny um so yeah, they're really excited about this idea. They can get AT&T to sponsor it. The show will be basically free for them. Another it's- surprising thing for me was how heavily integrated AT&T was into this movie. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. like uh, we might think product integration like this is is like a newer concept. But gosh, no. Yeah. Reality no. at Love is teaching us that is not the case. No. Right? Well, I think, I mean, I, I, I wonder if like Time Warner, AT&T, like, or if somehow they were involved in production and so they're like the sony does that all the time you'll have like people in any sony movie of course they're using sony laptops and sony phones and sony uh but um but yeah that was interesting to me and you they start out the vhs tapes of the uh of the uh, auditions, uh, and that was that was a callback. I mean, 2004, that was near in the end, wasn't it? Yeah, that was pretty glaring. I, that that yeah. took me <laughs> a second. <laughs> yeah. And so Charlie, this woman, uh, played by Emma, uh, she, uh, she has her, her tape is submitted by her sister. <laughs> and this, the audition's like, yeah, don't think we're asking for a threesome. Yeah. So I was like, "What?" Uh, good old well, and I could tell family. that I've been watching too much Bachelor seasons recently. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, those are definitely those are her parents." You know, I was like conditioned like, <laughs> yeah, forty yeah. something person is has to be her mom, and they're gonna yeah play it that way because right. now all the parents are so young. <laughs> <laughs> and so then they call Charlie and uh, and tell her that. Uh, she's been accepted she's working i was a little confused because they talk a lot about the bookstore but then she Mm -hmm. also works as a bartender yeah i feel like they should have just stuck with one i thought it would have been fine if maybe uh she just worked at the bar and it's the father's bar and that's why her and her sister work there the bookstore do we even see the bookstore no no was it just to slide that copy of um tiffany's yeah 100 (laughs) percent They, they they were like, well, how can we get them to talk about books? Because it wouldn't be natural if they just mentioned books. <laughs> Nobody likes books reading. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It was that was. I guess that's their way. That was their way of like showing. Ooh, he's super sensitive. He not only 
uh, he, he not only you know, goes into bookstores, but also remembered her mentioning this one book. Uh, but but yeah, that was a little I was a little confused about her her current work status. <laughs> okay. um, but anyway, so they call her at the bar, and uh, they're uh, they ask they ask Charlie how uh, they how many um, I guess that's a is that a little later that they ask her about uh, just try just trying to get a feel out of your vibe and to know how many men she's been with. That was a little later, right? <laughs> yeah, they're interviewing her. But anyway, they get her out to uh, to L.A. And the whole time that the thing I I was a little bit confused because he's supposed to be this super suave guy, great with the ladies, always getting these tabloid things. So why does he always need Bradley Cooper in his ear telling him what to say? <laughs> because she's different. Charlie is oh, yeah. different than all of the other women. Yeah. So he she they need somebody smart to talk to her because she's so different than other women. And uh, he's obviously super uncomfortable with, uh, with the way that Ryan is talking to Charlie and you see kind of squirming in there. Uh, The, uh, had, had a, uh, how many you know asking her about her relationship status and everything like that and and you do think that he would be a little more clue clued in but clearly not yeah i think t- these questions i think are pretty tame compared to probably what bachelor or bachelorette contestants have to go through oh that's interesting uh, so yeah it seems like he it was kind of a clue that he's already like yeah. really likes her and didn't want to be asking her that have you gotten a feel for uh, I'm sure you must for sort of the archetypes that there's sort of the, the, the I, can't, I can't think of a nice way to say it, but the, like the witch contestant who's, yeah. who's, who's going to be a jerk. There's the, the slutty girl, you know, that kind of thing. Have you got an idea of sort of these archetypes that they always cast? Yeah. We got the like lame nerd um, <laughs> who has, bra- like they really needed to know who she like, wanted us to know who she was. So they put braces on her. Mm. Um, we have the hot, the hot gal who's never been told no in her life. There's the here for the wrong reasons girl, which was funny to me that she was not, a villain in any way she was like the she was the friend character um there was the bookish girl who's not like other women that's our good friend charlie right there's the just friend gal which was a girl whose name i don't remember the other finalist mm-hmm. yeah oh. and i feel like there's a couple other little ones snuck in there i was frankly surprised that he didn't actually go with mindy uh at the end because uh i mean it makes her a better finale but uh because they seem to be having a great time like eating eating lo mein and hanging out and yeah (laughs) but i guess they're too similar they both also like women right yeah (laughs) oh i I that's who that producer at the very end was like Uh, i found a woman too yeah i love that i was like yeah i'm here for this that was another surprising thing that i really loved (laughs) did not think we'd have a nice lesbian relationship in this movie yes and i thought it was brilliant casting to have mark l Wahlberg playing basically chris harrison he looks so much like him i think and that's the i think he reveled in the contestants misery a little too much (laughs) (laughs) 
He was the host of Antiques Roadshow for years. Yeah. He was Mark Wahlberg. What? Yeah, Mark L. Wahlberg. I don't know if he still is because oh, I don't watch oh, it anymore. okay. I remember that now. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think he did some kind of dating shows like Eliminate or something. Well, I'm now on his Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> he's insane. He's still Wahlberg without an H, so he's yeah. not one of the Wahlberg. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg re- redirects here for the actor and rapper C. Mark Wahlberg. Okay, right. so he's in, born August thirty first, nineteen sixty two. He's a Virgo. Uh, that's not on the Wikipedia page. I'm just editorializing. Yeah. <laughs> he's an American that. actor, television personality, and game show host. His television credits include Antiques Roadshow, as well as the game shows Russian Roulette on GSN and The Moment of Truth on Fox. Oh, maybe he wasn't a dating show host. Hmm. What's The more Moment of Truth? I don't know. Yeah. Is that what I'm thinking of? It's an American game show based on the <laughs> Colombian Nada Mas Que La Verdad format, Nothing oh. But The Truth. Contestants oh. answer a series of 21 increasingly personal and embarrassing questions to receive cash prizes. So his career is flourishing. That's good to hear. <laughs> That's good. But he's he's hosting um, the new Temptation Island, right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, look at that. He's ah, the that's what it is. This is right live traveling game show in Temptation Island on the USA Network. <laughs> and you know, you know here's a fun fact. Um, the only show I've ever gotten any screeners for is Temptation Island, but they don't work in Canada. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. <laughs> They, the, the big difference between this and The Bachelor, as far as show concept, well, one of them, is they're, they're supposedly doing this live, and supposedly the viewers are selecting who, uh, who gets uh, a key to Ryan's heart. <laughs> I hate that aspect of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it, it, the thing that maybe that's an advantage, as far as making a movie, is that it takes out the element of editing, you know, it makes it more like, because if it's, if it's, everything's filmed and then the editing is later, then there isn't that same kind of, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's just harder to make the narrative I think work. And so I think that's why they did that. But yeah, this is not something that you would like to see implemented into Survivor. I mean, to Bachelor, what's wrong with me? Uh, no, I don't <laughs> think so. I, I feel like the people do need some choice of what yeah. women they're going to end up with. Yeah. Yeah. I, it would seem like that, yeah, you'd want to. And, and I, I didn't really feel like, it seemed like, why was America in love with Emma on the, I mean, with uh, Charlie on the show? Because... She seemed kind of, compared to the other contestants, she was kind of not into it. And maybe that's right. why they liked her. I don't know. Because she's a regular woman. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. That was an, an interesting approach. I mean, they, I guess they were also able to make the, the editors uh, seem kind of shady, too, later on. You know, when, they, the, when she tries to ruin the, the day. Uh, and yeah. do you... I mean, we, t- we talk about this all the time in Survivor, but uh, with the edits, you know, someone get a bad edit, a good edit. I mean, that must be even more so, I would think, in a show like The Bachelor. Yeah, for sure. Like, the music <laughs> cues um, like, can determine, you know, this person's the villain right away. It could be something for really benign, but you can just mm-hmm. really tell um, who the villain is. Um, 
and then we'll hear later on like well that was just a frankenbite she didn't even really say that then and you know when they they have a chance to talk about things like they can take audio from later in the season and have it playing over they can get contestants to say negative things about the other women and splice things up and mm-hmm. depending on you know how the season goes who he picks there's other people where you only see positive things because maybe he ends up with a person so um the thing about this movie was that i thought was funny was just that their the date they showed so little content of it. it was like that would never fly on the bachelor like they couldn't have you know an overnight date where they just show like such a short clip you know the audience would see through that i mean they supposedly have those cameras 24 7 all around but uh but yeah it was a it, it was a very the, the the little edited portion was hardly enough to be able to uh to fill up even in programming time right. <laughs> i was thinking they're still going to need like 20 minutes of of time right but uh yeah <laughs> um so okay let me find my place sorry um okay so the one thing i did think that it was kind of surprising when uh so we see uh that ryan kisses charlie and that really bothers uh Bradley, Todd, I think Todd. We well, just call him Bradley Cooper. Nobody. Yeah, it Bradley. really bothers Bradley Cooper, <laughs> and uh, because it was way too early, the timing's not right, and also I'm sure he was also just jealous, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, what did y'all think of that? I love a good Cyrano de Bergerac moment, so uh-huh. I was enjoying him feeding him lines through his ear. Yeah. And I frankly, think, Ryan Banks did a good job of selling did. the dialogue. He changed it up. He didn't say it word for word. I thought for, for sure, watching it back, that he was going to do something like repeat exactly like, say this. You know, I thought he was yeah. going to have to like kind of recover from it. But it was actually um, Bradley Cooper's character that kind of messed up by saying the exact same line that he had just told Ryan Banks to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, and then it kind of made for that cute moment later on when they both were like, yeah, that was totally the wrong moment. <laughs> so. Yeah. And he tries to convince Ryan to not pick Charlie, you know, that she's all wrong for him. And, uh, this is what the, I think it's the host. He says, if she's like that now, imagine what she'd be like with kids. Good choice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was her name? Dana? The, the, the bad girl. Yeah. <laughs> There's um, no way, right, in modern day actual real The Bachelor that they would let that character go that early, right? No. no. Yeah. <laughs> she would make it to at least final three. Yeah. Definitely. Do you think, yeah, so do you think they basically tell The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, like, pick this one over, you know, at least in that beginning stage? yeah definitely they call them the producer roses or the producer picks um they definitely say hey you need to pick these couple people i'm sure that if they really didn't want the person to be there they could say no but it it does happen that uh the producer definitely does get some say especially in the beginning Mm -hmm. well and so charlie ends up kind of getting onto a little bit of what's going on and uh because there there's the whole it's just getting a little bit awkward about when he, she tries to ask him about uh ryan about his like life plans and uh this the things so she starts to get kind of onto it 
And then you have a whole scene where Charlie's sister and brother-in-law have, have their own little date, which was cute. I thought it's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to be out romanced by, by this old thing. And uh, so then Emma comes up to Radley Cooper and uh, says, asks him out on a date basically. And says, we're going to avoid the cameras. And uh, he says to her, I've never had anyone pay this much attention to me. Yeah, really believable. Hot Bradley Bradley Cooper. (laughs) (laughs) It's a tough life being attractive. Uh, And, but I, I, but it was pretty, I mean, especially because I'm used to these Hallmark movies, it got pretty steamy. (laughs) I mean, not just because they were in our hot tub, literal steam. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it was good. That was so risky, too. Like, why would they do that that if they had to duck? yeah it was and uh and i thought they had pretty good chemistry uh bradley cooper and emma i thought they had pretty good bradley cooper could have great chemistry with a wall that's true (laughs) that is true Uh, and so uh so she tries to be the diva so america will vote her off uh and uh and then they edit it so that she looks good and and Bradley Cooper's really upset about that. And uh, yeah, they did a pretty good job but with that edit. <laughs> and uh, so then Charlie gets picked for the final two. And uh, Bradley Cooper, and that's when they finally, they fight. Uh, and uh, Bradley Cooper and Charlie fight. And she has her microphone left on. Hmm. So that was a bad move on her part. Yeah. Next time you want to say something like that, maybe turn your mic off first. (laughs) You're fired. (laughs) Thanks for the hot tip, Jason. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, And so, yes, he gets fired. And uh, then uh, Charlie is going to find out she's going to get sued if she doesn't finish off the show. And. and they also, I don't understand why they felt the need to all of a sudden make it a million dollars. No, just threaten to sue. Like, why do they need to give more money away? Yeah, that was weird. Well, I think <laughs> that may have happened after Ryan Banks decided he wanted to, like, matchmake, right? Uh-huh. So maybe he was just figuring out a way to get the production company to give his buddy a million dollars. Maybe, maybe. I was like, wow, that was generous of them. Right. Late and so late into the production. I mean, <laughs> uh, uh, so then they have this home visit and uh, you see Bradley Cooper that he, uh, that uh, he, he comes, he shows up and he says, I somehow managed uh, to find my way into a big machine up in the sky and landed here. So that was pretty cute. And I he- feel like it was kind of lame, but Bradley <laughs> Cooper nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i also thought it was kind of lame <laughs> I, I like, like come this. on bradley you couldn't have come up with anything better <laughs> you had an entire plane ride and that's what you're going with yeah it's not like it's a super quick trip to boston <laughs> <laughs> i like a good cheesy line what can i say <laughs> i i do and uh and so that's when he gives her the breakfast at tiffany's rare edition first edition or something like that and uh, he says, I was wondering what you were doing every day this week. So, um, okay. got it. Got to be honest. Didn't realize it was a book first. Oh, really? Yeah. No, it's actually a novella. So it's like a, mm. it's like a it's just, like just a little past a short story. 
Mm. And it's very different than the movie in many ways. I mean, I haven't seen the movie either, so I <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it's written by Truman Capote. And uh What fun. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um but there's no way they would get away with all that they do in this week together. Like that would be all yeah, over yeah. everything. If the if this is supposed to bars watching this live. Yeah, like like <laughs> they're literally kissing out on this street where everybody like on the sidewalk, you know, where everybody can see them and Well, to be fair, this was like pre Instagram like this would at most end up on someone's MySpace page. Mm. Yeah, so it wasn't this even before Facebook existed. Yeah, but uh, but if supposedly this is a live show where everybody is waiting on the finale, you know, to 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 happen, like that, the tabloids weren't that bad back then. <laughs> they would be all over that, and uh, but it was it doesn't matter. But it was just funny, and so then uh, Ryan, the show comes up. Ryan says no to the actress girl like you we talked about and he says to Charlie will you marry my friend Todd and it was pretty cute and uh, <laughs> and Bradley Cooper then proposes to her and uh, the assistant Nikki gets the uh, gets Bradley Cooper's job he's going to go off and do his own thing and it ends with a wedding which the only thing I would have liked in that wedding is for her to have a wedding dress on, I don't know, maybe, or maybe it was just obscured by the coat or something. It was kind of yeah. Weird, you don't but... love a good wedding jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting married soon, and I've it's changed my perspective that I think I should also have a nice wedding jacket. <laughs> I think so we're up there in Canada. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that must have made you excited, Amber, because you love a good. Uh, wedding epilogue thing i do love a good wedding epilogue but like and i get that i also love a good wedding epilogue but i would have liked to see two and a half years later or something like that but like it's always one year later (laughs) right that's true Uh, that's true uh so there you go that's the film uh i i just think it's it's a fun little watch uh and uh i i think that it's bradley cooper is just super charming and Jason Priestley's charming and and uh yeah overall I enjoy it and uh so using our we we usually do a system of five uh we'll say five stars for this we have crowns for Hallmark content but uh, I mean I'd give this like a solid four can we give her roses can we give a what roses oh yeah that's a good idea duh or whatever they are giving (laughs) away keys keys (laughs) to Ryan's heart I give it four, four keys to right um, Amber, what would you give it? You know, I love this movie so much. I'm going to give it 4.3 keys to Ryan Banks' heart. Wait, 4.4 because the theme song is so good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> love changes everything. No, no. I want to be. Oh, that one. That was funny. That one. <laughs> yeah, the you background can't beat music. That. Yeah. <laughs> what would you give it, Amy? I would also give it four. I it's a lot of fun. It's fun to see the stars, and I've seen the lead actress in a more like sci-fi type independent timer. Mm-hmm. Timer, yeah, and that's kind of a fun watch as well. It's a yeah, fun, and but... she was also on Buffy for a long time. Oh yeah, so I really like her. Um, and 
Bradley really sells his character. Nothing seems like really forced with their chemistry. And it's just fun to see like wallflower Bradley Cooper. Like, (laughs) oh my gosh. (laughs) No one notices him. He's a foot taller than Jason Priestley, but (laughs) no one. Uh, Well, Haley, uh, what would you give it? I'm going full five keys here, folks. Yes, very good. I loved this. I'm going to watch it again. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have a new 26? Yeah, this this is exactly the kind of movie I want in my life. Very low stakes. No one cries. There's a a little bit of Canada content. You know, it was fun. It was cute. I think... it's just it's it's what i want from a movie i think they probably filmed it all in canada they did Why according else they to victoria Wikipedia. right <laughs> no actually i looked that up on imdb oh okay yeah. i was like i'm pretty sure this is all in canada and i i was correct like 99 percent of the time tv movies are always filmed in canada it's like if, if you ever need that for trivia <laughs> go with go with vancouver you'll win most of the time awesome. <laughs> so well, very good. This was really fun. I really enjoyed talking about this movie with you guys and getting a chance to have you on the, the podcast. And uh, so where can people find your podcast? And if you have individual social media, you'd like to share what about you, Haley. Um, so you can find our podcast at robhasawebsite.com or uh, on any app of podcasting listening that you use. Great. Yeah, so it's Rahap Up, so it's spelled R-H-A-P. Um, and yeah, it was so fun to, to be here. And, and uh, do you have personal uh, social media you'd like to share? Mine's so short. I just do Twitter. It's um, at R-H-A-P Recapper. Okay, great. Uh, And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at strong underscore. You can also check out my blog, strongtakes.ca. I talk about, you know, a bunch of different things, what I've been watching this week, um, books I've been reading. I put up a post today about what I got at Trader Joe's this weekend. Mm, that sounds fun. I will put all that in the description section for sure. And Amber, how can people follow you? As always, I'm at Amber Brainwaves on Twitter, and that's it. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. And uh, and thanks again, you guys, so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Yes. And we'll yeah. look forward to hearing your coverage of the of the big finale. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye, everybody. We'd like to thank Haley and Amy uh, for coming on the podcast. This was so much fun to get to talk with them about their podcast. And I just love talking to other female podcasts, uh, podcasters. And so that was great. And let us know what you think of The Bachelor. Uh, what do you think of the season? We've got the finale coming up. And if you've seen The Reality of Love slash I Want to Marry Ryan Banks, uh, what do you think of it? Do you like it? Not like it? We'd love to hear your thoughts either in the comment section or on Twitter. That would be great. If you have any suggestions for bonus episodes that you would like to see or podcasters that you'd like us to work with, we would love those suggestions very much. So please let us know. And you can follow the podcast at Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Pod all of our social media and iTunes and YouTube. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. It really helps us a lot. 
And if you're listening on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. That would be so helpful. We have our patron group, which is a lot of fun and get a chance to comment on whatever that you're watching and enjoying. And then we also have our merch store, which has all kinds of Hallmark and Hardy's inspired uh, merch. Uh, so check that out. That will be a link in the description. So we'll talk to you all later. And uh, thanks so much again to Haley and Amy. Bye everyone.